It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, a live coaching show about dropping ideas. Mark and Kathy coach and have conversations with brilliant idea creators who are reimagining the world through the expression of their words, thoughts, and actions. It's so about to go down, y'all. I'm Kathy Armias. And I am Mark Williams, and I am in the company of a genius. Kathy, Kathy is so amazing as a TED coach, a TED organizer, a TED speaker, and a persuasion and marketing expert. Get ready, because she's about to drop this knowledge on you. Oh, don't listen to Mark because he is so freaking amazing. I cannot believe Mark has been my my friend, my counterpart. Uh, so grateful to be here with Mark. He is an international speaker, a champion speaker. And oh, this guy can drop some bombs on you. So be ready. But even better, I have my beautiful friend, John Waller, with us today. John is the founder, he's the owner, and he's the producer of Uncage the Soul Productions. But even more about John, he, Mark, he's an extreme adventurer. Like, if you think you like adventure, you don't know adventure like John Waller knows adventure. So that's something, and we'll find out, you'll hear. Like, if you don't know, you're gonna know. So John and I went on a bridge walk, you know, my thing, the bridge walk thing. And of course, John comes up with this, this adventure. And so John says, let's go on this bridge walk where we're gonna have to run across a freeway and drop down to an island. And as we're on our walk, John dropped this idea um, of no ordinary moments. And so I'm gonna let John talk about it. But it, one of the things I really wanna preface real quick is, Many times an idea, and John will tell you that it didn't come originate from him, but many times an idea really means something to you. And so you can put your own unique spin on it and renew it again. So John, welcome. Thank you for being here. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Um, tell us about this. Tell, us, tell me why you told me about it in Ordinary Moments, where it came from. Well, Thank you for having me on. It's very exciting to be uh, with you two today, bantering it up. So <laughs> I, this idea of nor, nor, no ordinary moments, uh, I think originated for me uh, in about 2000. After college, I took off and did these solo backpacking trips of Europe. And I was just myself and my backpack and life had never been more simple, right? Mm. It was like, where's my backpack? What am I going to eat tonight? Where am I going to sleep? right? And where am I going to sleep could have meant a train station, right? So, uh, that was like uh, the simplicity of life was, uh, and the independence was remarkable. And one of the things that I was noticing is that how like really incredible uh, like uh, experiences in my travels could be traced back to a very finite moment right? It was like, maybe I got to an intersection and I went left instead of right, right? And because I went left, it cascaded into this amazing sequence of events, right? Or maybe it was because I was on a train and I saw somebody that was kind of intriguing and I struck up a conversation and that led to a 20-year relationship with that person, right? And these were, these were really extraordinary sort of life uh, like huge life um, experiences that um, I could I could encapsulate into a very specific moment that easily could have not happened, right? Uh, and that would happen so many times for me when I was traveling. And I really noticed how like every single moment had the potential to be extraordinary. Um, you just never knew, right? And these very, very simple decisions that you would make would lead you into these really like extraordinary circumstances uh, with, with, you know, places that you'd end up and people that you'd meet. Um, and so that's kind of where the idea came from. And uh, about the same time, um, I was writing these emails back to friends and I would uh, I would describe some of these circumstances that would happen that just felt so magical. And I would always end the email with the phrase, uncage the soul. Mm. That was actually where the, mm. the name from the, oh, the business that I started uh, eventually, that's where that originally came from. I love that. 
I absolutely love that. <laughs> well, which is cool too, because in that moment, John, it's like, it, it sounds like you were piecing uh, those things together. And even in that moment, you, you, you definitely recognized that, uh, you know, you recognize that those weren't or, no ordinary moments. And, and it was almost like you were, that, that was your call to action to other people, right? Like uncage your soul, uncage the soul. Yeah, I love that. I didn't realize that. I, didn't, I never knew that. I didn't know that that's where that originated. Yeah. That's yeah, it was a very formative time in my life. Uh, I had been, I grew up in a really small town and uh, hadn't really traveled much. And so to take off on my own to, you know, uh, Europe um, was, uh, was really far outside of my comfort zone. Mm. Um, and I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about other people and I built uh, some really remarkable friendships you know, again, like that, you know, you'd meet somebody somewhere for 10 minutes and there's a handful of people that I met for like a handful of minutes that I'm still in touch with today, like 20 years later. Remarkable. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, so, so tell me, John, as you have met all of these people, Kathy included, myself now included, because I consider myself to be blessed to be a part of this circle. It sounds like you have, in all of these conversations, shared this idea that um, there are never any ordinary moments, right? Well, and, and go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, if you so if you apply that to life, like there's just so many so many circumstances that feel insignificant, right? Mm. And then, like, time goes by and things happen. And you sort of reflect back on how all of these things, like where, where does the funnel go back to? And it's oftentimes to a moment that feels so insignificant and maybe even mundane. Mm. You know? And so it's, it, because that's the case, it means that every moment and every circumstance has the potential to be extraordinary, right? that like energy and that potential exists in that moment. And it's not to say that every single moment and every decision is going to lead to an extraordinary thing, but it, they all have potential. Right. And in that way, you can't discount any of them because mm -hmm. they all possibly could. And if you could look into a crystal ball and see the future, you'd see like how it all plays out. That's not so fun. But <laughs> That's what true. Fun is the, uh, is the, discovery right and the like the 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 like walking around the corner and seeing like what is revealed like there's there's so much magic in that of course john i love your i love your thought process of like making a left instead of a right and then all the things that came because there's something magical about things being revealed things revealing itself right but isn't there also this other piece of no ordinary moments of just things that we are that fall into the general category of like taking things for granted, meaning spending time with somebody. And, and at the time, it's like, oh, I hung around my friend all the time. And and now like distance has brought us apart or like I haven't seen that person in 20 years or something. And those weren't ordinary moments, but they felt and now they feel with time past there's a new perspective, a new look. I mean, I don't know, talk about that a little bit because I think that that's another aspect of it too. It's, it's so easy to take things for granted. Um, it, it's so easy to fall into routines and patterns of behavior that uh, where, where a lot of the, like, the magic in our life isn't, um, isn't felt, right? And so, there is, there is this like routine and this taking for granted, whether it's our relationships with people, whether it's our physical bodies, uh, whether it's, um, you know, opportunities that we have. Um, what's inevitable is that things are going to change, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is a guarantee. And with that in mind, um, like, Everything is tenuous. Everything mm. is, uh, is finite. And the more that we can remember that, the more that we can really appreciate and not, uh, we can appreciate what we do have and we and appreciate these moments as special. 
and not take them for granted. Because if we're taking things for granted, we're just kind of like walking through life with the number of our senses turned off, you know, whether it's our sight or our hearing or whatever, it's like walking through um, with uh, without really absorbing what's what's going on. We're missing so much if we're taking things mm. for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I, and I think the issue that we have as humans too is we hear something like you, and you said it even a little bit different, right? You hear people say, for instance, every moment is a gift. The other, like that's something we hear mm-hmm. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And you said every moment is special. And, and um, it, it's almost like when we have this kind of message and it's really important, we, it's like, how do you pierce how do you pierce through somebody's armor of like, <laughs> oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, I know. I, like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, Absolutely. it's so. So there's so many cliches out there about this, right? Like this is not a, a new, uh, this is this is not a new idea. And there are a bajillion memes about this very thing that are out there. And I think a lot of people get it intellectually, right? Yeah. It's like intuitively like, mm-hmm. yeah. I get that. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a different thing to actually feel that or live it, mm. right? There's are two very different things. And I uh, certainly have spent a lot of my life intellectually understanding and knowing that there are no ordinary moments. It doesn't mean that I was always living it. Yeah. Mm. Because that's true. So easy. Yeah up in the routine and the 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 you know the the mundane and the you know like it's it's so easy to fall into that rut of just moving along through life it's so easy like we all do it right and what's what is kind of unfortunate is that some well yeah. So sometimes there are things that come up in life that force us out of that rut. And then we become very aware of mm. how uh, special most moments are. Mm. Hey, John. Yeah. There are two words that just keep jumping out at me when I, when I, I think about our conversation. And one word has been appreciation, right? The gratitude for the moments that we're in. The other word is reflection. And and I'm wondering if that's something that we don't always think about when we think of, you know, every moment is a gift, right? Or there are no ordinary moments. How much of what you're sharing with us is also about reflecting on the moments of the past that were that we might have thought were ordinary moments. And if we take a look back at those moments that were not so ordinary, how could that be helpful to us moving mm. forward? That's yeah. a good question. That's a good question, Mark. You know, I love it. And <clears throat> let's take let's take my relationship with Kathy as an example, right? Kathy is somebody that I met through another individual that uh, Lou, his name is Lou Raja. I think he's been on the show before. Yes, right? yes. episode one, <laughs> season one. <laughs> he's like my soul brother, mm. um, and I've been to the Congo with him, and I've mm. met family, and he's met my family. Um, I filmed his wedding. Like we have this really extraordinary relationship, and as a as a as a, like a significant. Uh, trunk or a branch off of that has been my relationship mm. with Kathy, right? So I can trace back all of those things, right? Travels with Lou, this friendship with Lou, my re- friendship with Kathy. I can trace that back to a very singular moment at a networking event on a rooftop in Portland in which mm. I interacted with Lou, right? Mm. And it was a very unlikely interaction. If you were to look at the two of us standing next to each other, you wouldn't suspect that we'd have that much in common. <laughs> right? Although although you would find out your birthdays are real close, right? <laughs> wow. So it was a very unlikely encounter. Um, and one that I could have easily, either one of us could have easily discounted as like just another you know, somebody that you meet, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. But does that make you, does that make you appreciate those relationships even more now when you look back at those moments? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the reminder when I look back on that, like handshake with Lou, you know, that easily could have not happened. Right. Or I could have been like, nah, like, you know, just another handshake and move on. Yeah. Uh, but I look back on that moment and that's the reminder that every single one of those moments potentially could yield like a lifetime of relationship and experience. You just never know. Yeah. And so you, you kind of always have to be like on the watch, you know, you ha always have to kind of be aware of the potential. Mm. And those reflections back are really helpful reminders of that, right? And I could just tell you, I could go on and on and on with anecdote after anecdote of like really extraordinary chapters and stories in my life that I can trace back to these very singular moments. And that reflection is super helpful. And that's the thing that kind of gets me excited about like, you know, doing things that feel routine or insignificant is it's that reminder that's like, well, you never know. You never know how, like what this could you know, lead to. Yeah. Kathy, you are the concept queen, right? <laughs> you are the concept queen. You and know, I'm already. You... Here. Yeah, the, no, the, the wheels are turning. So let me just throw a couple of seeds your way and let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, so reflection was a huge word for me. And, and thank you, John, because just in that moment, mm. you've already got me thinking about my wife, my children, my mother-in-law, my family members, and already got me tracing back yeah. to some moments and, and, and actually trying to transform what I thought were ordinary moments to create even more value for future moments. So, yeah. so trace and transform and, and, and reflection were words that just jumped out of my head, Kathy. So I don't know what you're cooking up, <laughs> but I would love to see how you turn this into a concept. Yeah, well, and you know, I, I feel a little protective right now because it, it's a weird feeling for me because I had my non, I had my extraordinary moment. I've had many extraordinary moments with John Waller. Everything is an adventure with him. It's always fun. It's always deep conversation. What you're seeing now is just the tip of the iceberg with John. And so mm. all my moments with John Waller have never been ordinary and i but i think in that moment when i when he said it it was almost like a ton of bricks hit me in the face and i was like i felt it in that very moment of like this is not an ordinary moment right now and neither is any moment that i've ever had with john and i was appreciating this deep conversation that we were having and that we always have mm. so i actually you're right it was a reflection in the moment and i'm a little i'm a little protective around changing the terminology or anything because no ordinary moments is so emotionally strong to me. Mm -hmm. I think the phrase is super good, but you're right on the concept. My brain is turning because one of the things that John said that I would have put a concept on, it might be the question, how do you live in no ordinary moments like maybe putting mm. a question around it because then that then that pulls you into that reflective space of how do you recognize right now what we're doing? We're having a moment right now, y'all. Like you're meeting John for the first time and we're having a moment where we're talking about a moment. It's fun. It's very, it's very incestuous that we're talking about no ordinary moments while we're having no ordinary moments. And yeah. so I think it would just be framing it around something that causes people to do what, what we've been talking about. How do you bring somebody right here to the present right now and say, look at this moment, but also look back because this is only, this is one of many. Boom. Hold on. Pause for a second. Everybody who's watching, everybody who's listening, everybody who's paying attention. How do you live? Yeah. yeah no yeah, yeah. Ordinary, ordinary moments, moments right? Cause I think, I think that John and John, like you described it so beautiful. And so John, I'm about to ask you like a really important question. Yeah. You described it so beautifully. So anybody watching it, I'm sure is already feeling the gift of all the beautiful words that you use to describe it. But 
what do you, John, what's like your biggest, like, what do you, what's the biggest takeaway that you would really want people to get from that? Like, what, what's the best case scenario? If somebody says, how do I live in no ordinary moments? How do I live that way? Like, what, what's their best takeaway? What do you want from that? Um, I think back to the times in my life where I have felt like I was uh, aware of, of that, right? So uh, that I was aware of living in that state. Let's just call it a state of, of mind or a state of being, right? Um, so I think back to the times in my life where I was most in tune with that state of being or most aware of that state of being. And it's usually in times in my life where I was the most uh, raw, vulnerable, and, uh, and uh, simple, right? Yeah. So times in my life where I, uh, I wasn't like busy with a calendar of stuff that was always distracting me, right? Mm -hmm. That was always kind of pulling me in different directions. Um, where I was, um, you know, there's been a lot of times where I have been um, like less, less focused on my own self, my own state, uh, and, and more focused on, um, I guess, like serve uh, How do I say it? Um, like, like if you, if the demands on you from other people are, are too much, you know, whether it's from a job or a family or, you know, all the life circumstances that can get thrown at us, it makes it really hard to be paying attention because mm -hmm. those demands are just constantly like, you know, uh, filling our space. Right. And so what, what doesn't, what doesn't exist is space to be aware of like these, like no ordinary moments. Cause we just don't have space for it. Yeah. Uh, so mm. the times that I've been most in that state of mind are times where I've had the greatest amount of space in my life to be paying attention. And those are usually places that are times that are really like potentially uncomfortable, you know, like when I was traveling around in Europe, I, I was way outside of my comfort zone and I was like, um, I was totally on my own and I was just really tuned in. Um, you know, there's been other times like, you know, changes in relationships where, you know, your life is kind of like dismantled and you're in this really raw and vulnerable state and you really start paying attention to all these little things that are happening around you that uh, could be tremendous influences on your life, you know? Um, and I would say that um, that's, that's when I'm most aware of that state of being. And I'm, mm. I'm, I'm really noticing how, you know, very simple things have that potential to be really extraordinary. Do you create that space in the moment or after the moment? Um, I would say it's, it's, it is probably in the moment. Um, what, what happens afterwards is that reflection, right? Because we never really know how things are going to work out. So there's all these things that are happening in our life. And so, um, you know, what, what in the moment you just, you honor each, you, you honor each moment with a little more, um, with, uh, with a little more, um, oh, what's, um, words. So it's like you, uh, you honor each moment with a little more magic than you might otherwise when yeah. you're too busy and you're not paying attention and you're in a hurry to like do five things at the same time. Right. Um, and then that, that reflection back is always that reminder. It's like, Oh yeah. Right. Like I was, I, that is that just constant feedback loop of like, Oh yep. 
yep, there was an insignificant moment that led to something really important or, um, so it's, it's both of them working in tandem, right? It's, it's that constant feedback loop of reflection back that fuels that like in the moment reminder that each, each thing encounter could potentially in the future, in your future, lead to that same kind of like, wow, can you believe like this life chapter that came from this moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, mm. I propose we play a little game right now. You guys up for a game? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. the game is like show and tell. Why don't we all reflect? Cause I have one as John was talking, why don't we really quickly, the three of us share uh, pretty quick a moment that changed that like you can't believe what came of it I'll give you my quick one I was in I was in I was up in Canada um, I was in Toronto and I was I was up there for work and I had an extra day off and I was by myself and so I decided I had never been to Niagara Falls I decided I was going to go to Ni- Niagara Falls so I found out you know in Toronto I, could, I walked to the bus station and found out the bus that was heading out to Niagara Falls this guy comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder and he says is this the bus to Niagara Falls and I'm like I sure as hell hope so because that's where I'm trying to go and in this moment I had a conversation with this guy I'm a very outgoing person. It was so easy for me to engage with him. Turn, I'm like, so, hey, where are, you, where are you traveling from? Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he, we're the only people in this line that aren't already with somebody else because families are going and people are going together. We're the only solo travelers that are trying to get on this bus. So his name's Pietro. He's from Italy. You know, I'm half Italian. So I strike up this conversation. We end up taking the bus together you know, having conversations, I'm literally recording him saying my mom's name to make sure she says her name right, did we all know? And like, you know, having this fun time. And when we come back on the way back, we had spent the whole day together. I go, do you wanna go on a bridge walk with me? I, I like do bridge walks with people, right? He's like, yeah, like, I don't know this guy. I thought I'd never see him again. We wake up the next morning. We both have to travel in different places and we're walking over a bridge. And it's my first time walking over a bridge with a stranger. And I said, I don't know where this is coming from, but I like, we're halfway across the bridge and it's going to an Island. And I go, I go, you know what? I'm going to tell you something really awful that happened to me as a child. And I I thought it was a super safe space. I'm like, I'll never see this guy again. Like, I'm going to tell you something. And like two people in the entire world know this thing. And so I'm like, and you don't have to tell me anything. I just kind of feel like I, you know, metaphorically, I want to leave it on the Island and not bring it back with me. So I'm going to tell you. And then I tell him this thing and he's, amazing but he turns around and he goes i actually have something to tell you uh my brother died in a car accident horrific car accident when i was 13 years old and he was like my best friend and and it was just it was really hard in fact it was so hard when my parents when he died i wouldn't go view the body it's you know this you know the italian tradition and like i wouldn't do it i just was in denial and then finally on my 18, I believe it was his 18th birthday, he went and he went to his brother's grave and he said, you know what? I'm going to live every day doing the things that you always wanted to do. And one of them was he wanted to travel the world and never really got the opportunity. And so he said, I'm here right now, actually traveling for my brother. That's why I'm alone. That's why I'm doing it. And I was like, <gasps> I mean, and it was that thing, John, where I was like this turned in this started as a very ordinary moment and it quickly shifted into what i punched me in the face and i realized was even in that moment if nothing else came of it it became an extraordinary moment but what i didn't know was that we would go on to become friends we became facebook friends and but then i said hey if you're ever in portland and at the time i'm like do you even know where portland is like if you're ever in portland come to portland (laughs) he messages me one day and says i'm coming to portland and then we walked a bridge in portland so anyway our friendship continued and it was from a tap on the shoulder and and a friendly response so that's my that's my no ordinary moment it has both in there what you say john and i love that we're what's being created in the concept is the no ordinary moment is two part. It's in the moment. It's in reflection. So that's mine. Wow. Who wants to go next? Who's ready? <laughs> All right. I'll go next. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll let John take it home with like, a, I'm sure he has so many. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to go next. And then John, I, I, after you go, I, I got to share something that's really resonated with me, but I want to play the game. Right. So, <laughs> I'm at work, I'm running a mile a minute as I always do. 
And I was always known for running up and down the stairs. But for some reason this day, I was like, I'm just going to, I'll wait for the elevator and I'm pressing the button. And that's really was, it, it was all a, a matter of a moment of deciding to go up the stairs or to wait for the elevator. And I pressed the elevator and another coworker standing next to me. I had seen this coworker every once in a while, never really had any conversation. We get on the elevator. I go to my floor. The other person goes, you know, to the other floor. And it's funny how sometimes you've never seen a person. And then all of a sudden you see that person a lot. Mm-hmm. And this person just a few months later was in the principal's office because John, I was working at a school and the person was in the principal's office because she was trying to decide whether she wanted to continue teaching or if she wanted to do something else. And the principal had called me down because I was doing some work at the school where I was planning proms, graduations, school dances, school. I was having a ball, John. I was having a ball doing all these great things for the kids. And the principal asked this, this lady, he says, maybe you might be interested in doing some of the same work. So she ended up deciding to stay at the school and did the work. We ended up working together, falling in love. That person at the elevator is now my wife. Oh, I didn't even know this was coming. Oh. <laughs> well, oh. you know, you, you've taught me how to be a storyteller. So I, I, <laughs> oh, it was so good. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> oh. All from a not so ordinary moment of deciding to take the elevator that day. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You just made me, John, this you just made me appreciate, thank, John, you just made me appreciate mm. my wife even more than I already do. Thank you. Oh, great. Thank you. That's so good, Mark. I love that. Um, yeah. John, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, uh, a few months ago, like back in July, uh, I had a packet on my desk and it was a very, uh, a, a packet that I was not excited to look at or deal with. And it was a packet for a, for new health insurance, right? And it sat on my desk for a little while. And then one day I, <clears throat> I just had this kind of moment of motivation. I was like, I'm going to get set up with this health insurance. Right. And so I spent, I don't know, three, four hours, like wading through the paperwork and making the phone calls and getting like all the stuff together. Right. The most boring, like administrative um, (laughs) and ordinary thing that you could possibly do. Right. Is like insurance paperwork. Right. (laughs) (laughs) so um i got it filled out and i sent it off and um i got the insurance and then uh a a little while later i had a motivation to like to go see a doctor and use this health insurance because i hadn't been to a doctor in a long time i was like you know i'm 44 by all measure really healthy uh hadn't had health insurance even at all because i was like i don't need it right So, um, I went to see the doctor and some things came up and then some more things came up, uh, that eventually led not long ago to, uh, a diagnosis of cancer stage four colon cancer. Um, and that's the new chapter in my life that I'm facing right now. That isn't what I expected at all. Um, and it's going to have like some, really dramatic uh, effects and changes in my life, right? That I, I don't know where this is going, but I, I trace all of this back to that one moment sitting at that, at the dining room table, like filling out that insurance packet, right? Like that's kind of the moment that was the catalyst for all this other stuff to happen. 
And, you know, I'm really, I reflect back and I'm really grateful for that moment because that singular moment that felt so like insignificant and dumb, uh, you know, and just ordinary, right? Um, like had a tremendous, like that moment had a, opened a tremendous new like chapter in my life um, and revealed, you know, all of these things that were, uh, that were going on that will be a pretty significant course correction in my life trajectory. But, you know, that's, that's what it is. Filling out insurance paperwork at your dining room table could be like, is, is not an ordinary moment. John, um, wow. Thanks for sharing that story. Uh, you know, you, you've used this word a couple of times, um, the revealed, uh, that also adds another layer, I think of depth to what you're saying is like sometime in your case, in this particular case, obviously you had the cancer before you found out. Right. So a decision that you made an ordinary and you'd called it dumb. I love that dumb, boring, the most mundane thing you could do revealed something also that you weren't aware, you weren't consciously aware of. So that's even another layer of depth to this idea. I think too, is um, really, I think obviously that moment now in reflection, look how important that moment is. Like you said, it's very, very important. Um, So like, I mean, that to me, I think that's even like a, you know, anybody watching and, and listening to this, it's like, like it, it makes you even more motivated to like, look at a moment and go, I have no idea what this moment will reveal. And I, you know, and, and is it, do you feel like John, sometimes it's just going with your gut or your intuition? I mean, in those spaces where you're like, mm-hmm. should I sit down and do the boring, like yeah. insurance paper, or should I go hang out with friends or, you know what I mean? I mean, intuition absolutely plays a role. And at times we follow our intuition and at times we're not paying attention or we ignore it. Um, You know, I, I have a sense that there is a, a, a universal current, some sort of energy out there at play that we occasionally like tap right or touch mm. and maybe intuition is the as a like a like a channel into that a little bit right mm-hmm. where we briefly have a sense that there's something else kind of at play mm. and you know there's there's a lot of explanations for what that might be some people call it god some people call it um you know there's all kinds of spiritualism out there that attempts to explain what that might be. And I don't have an answer for any of that. Uh, but I do have a sense that there's some sort of current uh, that is, that is out there that is like that we can kind of access maybe through intuition, you know, that is a, that is like a little portal into that. Uh, a little tiny glimpse or a glimmer, right? Mm. That, huh? Like I sense that, and you don't know why, but I sense that this is important, or I mm. sense that I should go left rather than right. Yeah, and I think paying attention to that is really important. And oftentimes, again, we're so distracted and we're so busy that it's like totally ignored or overlooked. Right. But if we can like slow down and quiet ourselves for just a little bit, it allows that intuition to become a little more like that voice to become a little more uh, vocal in our lives. We're just a little more tuned into it. So. Hey, John, in the moment and and we may already have the answer, but I'm going to ask this question anyway. In the moment, what do you suggest we say to ourselves to remind ourselves that this may not be an ordinary moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I think if I think it is it is a matter of being open to the infinity of possibilities that could that could come from that very simple thing right it's that reminder that like really anything is possible and oftentimes uh at sometimes that trajectory from that moment is going to be more fantastic impossible improbable unexpected than you could have ever imagined right when i sat down and filled out that insurance paperwork like i could not have even begun to imagine that that would lead to a stage four cancer diagnosis. Mm. Not even close, right? When I met Lou Raja and shook his hand, I could not even have imagined that a few years later I would be with him in the Congo. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. In, like yes. when we got into that elevator, like you didn't even imagine that that moment would lead to you meeting your wife. Yes. When or, your kids I, right, and, and right, <laughs> right. Or I never would have imagined that walking into a room and trying to decide where I was going to sit was going to lead me to listening to an amazing workshop <laughs> ran by an amazing woman named Kathy Armias, who I would end up sitting at a Starbucks in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, as we just deepened our friendship. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Got an attitude. Here's, here's what you make me think of. And, and this goes for, I think, anybody, but I, I'm always thinking as a parent, right? I think we all know that there are significant moments from our past that have shaped who we are. And often as a parent, I think, how could this moment right now with my child have an impact on them later in life? They're writing a book. They're having a conversation with two amazing people like John and Kathy. And they're talking about this moment when I sat on the couch with my dad and I'm going to give you, give you a glimpse into last night. My yeah. youngest son, Dylan, was sitting on the couch and he says, let's have a conversation. By the way, he's nine years old, right? He says, let's have a conversation. And I got to tell you, I was tired. <laughs> I asked a couple of questions, but I will be the first one to admit that I dozed off. Mm. And now I am wondering how significant, how extraordinary that moment was that he asked for the conversation how extraordinary was that moment when I dozed off? How extraordinary was it when I woke up and he had gone in the other room to play with his video game? Mm. Right? And sometimes those extraordinary moments leave you with a lot of glee. Sometimes they lead you with a lot of regret. But what they ultimately leave you with is the, mo is the, is the thought that the next time I'm in a moment, like right now, I have to say to myself, what are the infinite possibilities yes. that could come from this moment? Yes. yes. Ah, that's, that's, Damn, you just, yeah. You dropped it. You dropped it, John. You dropped it. And you Kathy, did, John, don't, don't think I forgot about you because you <laughs> just dropped. You just dropped also. And you called it a game. But I call it a conversation around the table. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. just all took turns thinking about a, a, what we thought was an ordinary moment. How, how can you imagine the amount of people who are listening, who are watching, who will spread what they just heard, who will then sit around their kitchen tables, who will around sit around the coffee um, or the water machine when we can actually go back in, in the office and, yeah. and, and, you know, sit with our, you know, our coworkers. Can you imagine how many people will sit around and now have conversations about moments they thought were ordinary that give them a deep reflection and appreciation for the moments to come? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know that. 
and again, I put it back in that question because you can keep, I love keeping the, the phrase in there at all times because there's another question in there. What are your no ordinary moments, right? So that's the question when you're asking. But the infinite possibilities one is amazing because what came of this conversation and the, I called it the game, but you're right. It was a beautiful conversation and a beautiful uh, story kind of share was that each one of our stories was so significant and there was a, there were possibilities of things that we had no clue of and our brain couldn't recognize or even fathom in that moment. And so it, I love John that you use that phrasing. It's so beautiful. I mean, I wrote it down. I'm glad that you called it out. Mark and I have the same brain sometime. We're like same, same, but different because he said it, but I literally wrote it. I said, be open to, uh, you, you know, the, the infinite of possibilities and that, cause that's what you said. And then he, he verbalized it, but that was beautiful, John. I love that. I think that, I think that you, that you took something that could have been cliche and you have crafted into something meaningful. This conversation that we had today, I think is, it's a, you know, at the end, you should just say, thank you for coming to my third Ted talk. That's what you should say. <laughs> and that, that's like your closing line, like, you know, <laughs> because you dropped something today, John, in such a meaningful, significant way that anybody listening, there's no way to not be affected. It's just not mm. possible. You can't unhear this concept. You can't unhear this and ever think the same way about moments that seem ordinary. I don't think so. Mark, do you, do you think you'll be able to like, you think you'll be able to live the same way moving on from today and, and be in any moments. It's just, I think of all the times too, John, I used to go every time I would go to New York and visit my sister. I, I had, we had to, we never, I never missed a one time. Mark lives in Brooklyn. I would ride the train over to, to the other side of, of Man, on Manhattan, the Manhattan side. And I would say, let's walk the Brooklyn bridge. So I can't tell you how many times Mark and I walked over the Brooklyn bridge and those moments could have seemed ordinary because we did it so much, but we had some like heartbreaking conversations on those bridges. We had some moments um, the moment that I sat with you on that sticky sandbar cliff thingy, when we were talking about the no ordinary moments, I told you, I ended up getting a splinter. Remember how there was all those like prickly things there. I got a splinter that I had for two weeks. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to go to the freaking hospital for it. I was like, this splinter, it, it, it made my fourth finger, like it turned into a thumb. Like as you decided to sit down in that spot. <laughs> <laughs> in reflection, <laughs> I had an infinite of possibilities, but I chose my I chose my fate by sitting in that spot. Yeah. But um, wow, wow! I I just I really want to thank you, John, for um, being willing to share everything. I mean, and even being open and talking about your new chapter in your life. Um, I you know everybody that knows you loves you and appreciates you for the beautiful soul that you have and you always are very you're so careful with your words you're slow to speak because you're always being mindful of what you say and how you say mm -hmm. it you're a deep thinker and i just want to express my my thanks and for you sharing and being open to share everything that you did today because it's beautiful and i think people needed to hear it yeah it's it's amazing it's amazing john let me ask you in this moment in this extraordinary moment kathy said welcome to my third ted talk right for you we started off with there are no ordinary moments and i wonder as we now move to the next moment how has your idea or how, how has your thinking transformed around your idea since we started this conversation? Yeah. Uh, the thing I, that has, um, that has, uh, that I've cultivated a little bit that I've thought of is that like no ordinary moments, let's call it a state of mind. Right. Mm. So it's a state of mind and the more that we have the capacity to live into that state of mind, it's not easy, right? Doesn't it, it isn't black or white. The more that we're able to live into that state of mind, 
the way less boring that life becomes because everything has the potential to be extraordinary. Mm. That's right? beautiful. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. You Jeez. just keep them coming. You just keep them coming. You do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. raining bombs right now. Word it bombs. It is. It is. I, I love, like, I didn't even, I love that that's what you sum that up with, John, because that's so true. I mean, I guess it was being expressed through the words that you were saying, but that, that's a really good way to sum it up. There's no, there can't be a boring moment if your brain is always on the infinite of possibilities of no ordinary moments. If you're- if- How exciting does life become when you're in that place? Like- <laughs> Choose your adventure book, right? <laughs> Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I talk to that person? No. Do I talk to that person? Do I sit here? Do I take the elevator? Because I'm lazy today? Or (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, uh, I, I can only hope that everybody has absolutely enjoyed this opportunity. I hope that people get to get the opportunity to check out your first two, um, the, the first two TED Talks, <laughs> as well as the documentary, Finding Portland. Yeah. Did I get the right? You know, I'm a New Yeah, Yorker. no, no, it's Finding Portland. I don't, I, yeah, I wouldn't call know. it a documentary, right? It's it's a sensational video of, of Portland, a time-lapse <laughs> video of Portland. <laughs> yeah, it's a visual odyssey. A video, oh, that even better. Like a, vi- a visual odyssey, yes. Where can people go to see this visual odyssey? Uh, YouTube, Vimeo, just type in Finding Portland. Yeah, you type in Finding Portland, it will appear. (laughs) Uh, Go to YouTube and find John Waller, whether it be Finding Portland, whether it be finding those first two TED Talks, whether it be finding this episode of It's About to Go down. You dropped it today, John, and we thank you so incredibly much. And for anybody out there who wants to drop an idea just like John's, send an email to markandkathy at gmail.com. That is M-A-R-C and C-A-T-H-E-Y at (laughs) gmail.com. Get the spelling right and we will get your idea to the next level. So we look forward to seeing everybody again John, you are a blessing. You have transformed me today. Thank you so much. John Waller, I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for your friendship and thank you for your words. Love you. This was a lot of fun to to chat it up with you too. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.